Welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. It's all presented by Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, Made to Chill. Schmelk here, Fiegel's next to me. Hi, Johnny. And you're on the phones at 201-939-4513. Already have calls coming in. And now this is officially the beginning of the quiet period. For, Shh. for the next two weeks, we don't have anything that's really going to go on until the senior bowl starts then we're going to have a then we then it gets pretty quick then you have the senior bowl you have free agency just a week or two after that we already then had you, the senior bowl though then you I'm, I'm sorry the combine yeah. then you have <laughs> free agency then you have the roll up to the draft which is about 5 or 6 weeks after that yeah. so this is like the last 2 week period where there's not going to be a whole lot to do so phone lines are open whatever you want to talk about we can do it. But let's touch on a couple things in the open before we get to your calls. Uh, Jeff, number one, if you go on Giants.com, the Giants YouTube page, you saw Jeff and I, we did a couple of videos on the Giants offensive and defensive staff. So you kind of already have our opinions on them. I was on the show yesterday. I talked about it. Yeah. Jeff hasn't been on Big Blue Kickoff yet to talk about it. So just well, at the start, let me open the floor to you, Jeff. Just your take on the staff that Joe Judge put together. Well, I, I th you probably hit on a lot of it. Just a lot of experience. Got some head coaches and guys in there. But I feel like... You know, this um, getting to know some of the guys around the building, of course, we couldn't mention anything while until it was official, but getting to know these guys a little bit, they're worker bees. I mean, these guys are in, you know, you talked about this dead period, a quiet period. It might be quiet for me and John, but those guys upstairs, you know, they are really working, oh, well, trying to put stuff together. And, you know, you work for Joe. One thing, look, I haven't, yeah. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to Joe Judge much. Listen, One thing they, my understanding is, yeah. is that. It ain't gonna be easy. No, he is. He is the taskmaster. No question, and, I, and that's what they're doing now. Not only are they implementing what they're going to be running offensive and defensively and special teams wise, but they have to they have to break down this roster. So each one of them begin of has begin to to break down their own positions, and then now you start to look at free agency where where the needs are going to come from, and and now they're going to be going to the combine soon. So you know, there's a lot going on here. You're right, John, and I think the staff. I, I think that everybody's going to be pretty impressed with the way that things are done here under Joe Judge, like John said. Very methodical, very kind of um, upfront, and I think you're going to see what you see. You're going to get what you get, and it, I feel like you know on game day this team will be prepared because I like the the way that they went as far as who they, they took. The last one to come in, um, Sean Spencer, I just met him today. Coach Man. Chaos, apparently. Is well, listen, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, just meeting him for 30 seconds, you could tell the guy's full of energy, you know? So that's going to be good for those young guys, especially those three young linemen, and hopefully we, you can get Williams back here as a free agent. And I think that's going to be the big one in free agency, John, is do they bring are able to bring him back because of what how much they gave up to get him? All right, well, let, let, let's talk about it then, and we'll get into the offseason strategy. All right. I give you my take <laughs> on the coaching staff, yes. I don't have to give it to you again. Good mix of guys, sure. variety of opinions, people from different programs. I think it's going to be a real good mix, college pro, of different ideas to put a creative offense and defense together that can be – uh, multiple and variable every week, depending on your opponent. Okay. Multiple. Real simple. Now, the offseason plan, Jeff. Obviously, there are three ways you can acquire players in any sport, really. You have free agency, you have potential trades, and you have the draft. Mm -hmm. So when you manage your assets, you have your players or salary caps based on your draft pick. And players, obviously, I'm just referring to them as things that you can move in a trade as assets. Obviously, they're people, and that's how they deserve to be treated, and that's what they are. But for the purpose of our conversation here, there are things, people that can be moved in a trade to acquire other players or draft picks or you know salary cap space, whatever you're talking about. So 
those are, are what you're looking at here, Jeff. And Paul and I kind of had this discussion at the end of yesterday's show. Okay. So I'm going to start with a broad question for you first. When you go to free agency here, if there's a position that you're going to spend big on, and we're not going to talk about the players available yet, but if there's a position that you can go out and spend big on, what position would it be? Or would there be two positions you would want to spend big on? I would spend big on two positions in free agency. Okay. Number one would be an edge rusher. Okay. I, that was my, I agreed with you on that. And this might surprise you, but I still feel that you need, and it may not be big money, but it's going to have be somewhat kind of big. I still think you need a corner back that you go out and try to get in free agency. Interesting. So you want a, not, I, not necessarily the guy at the top of the market, but yeah. you want somebody that is a good, solid player that you know you can plug in and depend on. Correct. And I, and I and the reason why, because of the youth that's there, as, as Joe Pesci, the youths. You ever see that movie? Two youths. Like two youths. Two youths. The youth that's there, I feel like you need... You need Neither s- one of us are youths anymore, by the way. <laughs> Just right. FYI. Uh, Artemis definitely. we're not. <laughs> but I think you need some experience there. And, and some leadership at that position because you are... You are very young there. And then if you wanted to go to the third one, now I think... Slot guy, do you want to be a slot guy or an outside guy? No, I want him to be an outside See, quarterback. I would be okay spending you know, a mid-level contract on a guy that I know can play the slot. Because to me, that's a really tough position to fill, and it's so important now. Okay. Well, you know you need them because there's so many. You need really three on the field at all times, right? Because Pretty I much? feel like there are people on this roster that can play outside. I don't know if there's someone on this roster that can play the slot that, that you can depend on. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, that might be something to look at. I think somewhere where you can play both sides, I, I think outside Fine. is too, yeah. Who's yeah. the Okay, so what would be number three for you? That would probably be on the offensive side, and it would be a, it would be an offensive lineman. But I think that, I think that you know, and again, this is... Is, this that, is, is an offensive tackle that's good is not going to be cheap. No, I know that, but I'm saying in this order, so I'm, we're not going to go out and spend a lot of money on this guy, but yes. maybe we can build some experience and some depth. You know, I think you go through the draft this year with the tackle uh, or any kind of offensive lineman position. I agree with you on that. Okay, um, I'm going to throw another position into the mix. Let me know what you think about this. Linebacker. I'm okay going. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay going in and spending like the way they had three big splashes in 2016 free agency: Snacks, Jenkins, and Vernon. Okay, I'm okay having one of those guys this year. Okay, all right. You want to pay one guy at the top of the market that you think is really good? Cool. I'm with you. I think it's got to be an edge rusher. I think that's where you go. Yep. Uh, there are enough guys. I would not. I think one of these guys is not going to get franchised. Mm-hmm. And look, might you have to overpay for the value you're getting? Yes. But to me, if you do not get that elite edge rusher in free agency, you're not going to get him. It's either you get him in free agency or you don't get him at all. And I'm not willing to go into next season. Because the drop-off, right? Because yeah. you figure, like, let's just say there's four of them. I don't know who they are. We're going to go over them eventually. Well, but the I'll fact- give you a couple of names. Okay. You, have, and- you have Shaquille Barrett, Jadavian Clowney, and then you have um, and- and- Yannick Ngakwe. Okay. Those are the three top guys. And after that, you're going to have a bit of a drop. And that's your point. So if two of the three get franchised and there's only one and you don't get him, then you don't get any of them. And, and Eric Armstead's another guy. But he's like 300 pounds. He's not your traditional right. edge rusher. You know what I mean? Get your drink. <laughs> get my drink. So I, I, so you're saying if you don't get any of those three, then then it goes. It you know you go into the abyss a little bit. I mean, right? you look Kyle Van Noy. Well, Kyle Van Noy's a good player. Like, are you content if you have Van Noy and Marcus Golden as your two top edge rushers next year? 
No, I'm not. Well, that that's my point. And I don't think there's anyone you're going to be able to get in the draft, assuming Chase Young's not going to drop to four, that's going to be able to be that guy for you. So that's why, to me, if you spend big in the spend big, edge. I think you do it at the edge position. Yeah, and if you can't, then you you take and you go to the next level, and that might be that might be an inside linebacker or something. But you got you know right, and I think that I think then that's the thing. And I buy Robert Quinn's another guy that maybe you could get as a mid level edge rusher that could help you depending on the scheme you're going to play. He wasn't as good in the three four in Miami. He may be better in the four three. I don't know what the Giants are. are you going worried to play. about his age and injuries? Yes. Well, yeah. I think maybe then maybe he's depending on what you have to pay him. Maybe he's a guy that you only play on third downs, and you play him 30 snaps a game as a hand-in-the-dirt edge rusher, and that's what you use him as. But what's the cost of a guy well, it's that's going to play that? Well, yeah. and, that, and that's the thing. Yeah. By the way, all jokes aside, I, the Cowboys, they have so many free agents on that roster. And can you imagine how many compensatory picks they might get in the 2021 draft off this free agency <laughs> class? Yeah. Holy cow. Anyway, um, the, the other guy I would consider, and this is where I kind of look at it, you can go to the top of the inside linebacker class, Jeff. All right. And pick the best one or two guys, and it's not going to be a prohibitive, super expensive contract only because those inside linebackers don't generally get paid to the same level as an edge rusher, a exactly. wide receiver, a cornerback. So I think you can actually get a really good edge rusher and a really good inside linebacker and still have plenty of money to bring into the season like Dave Gettleman likes to do, save it for the draft class, okay. and also you know, fill out your roster with other, you know, mid-level players, a slot corner, whatever other type of guy you're talking about. But I, I believe that the free agent market that the Giants are looking at this year, these are these are players that kind of can complement your roster, right? I mean, I don't think that these guys need to come in and all of a sudden be your focus on your team is to fill it with these free agents that are going to make you win 10 games, right? I feel you need to develop what's on here and then go through the draft. But these guys are complementary players to spend the money on them. But you need to me in my in this this area right here. Is, is where we need to go. By the way, people can't see what me you're pointing you. at. So Jeff's pointing at edge rushers. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Just, now, just here's FYI. another guy. And then when you went to linebackers, okay, I look at a guy that I think that the Giants would, would, would really have to look at re-signing. Oh, David, David Mayo? Mayo? I thought he had a really – like, if you want to put him on the field right. on, on, on rundowns and just play him to stop the run, bingo. Really good a, player. He's a great special teams guy, and, he's, and he filled in really well. So he might be a good guy that – at the end of the time, or maybe in the middle of free agency where you have some money, you say, we really want this guy back. You, he smells like a guy that would just be a Joe Judge type of player. Oh, too. my goodness, right? In fact, you know, he did he, isn't he, didn't he play up at, at, at New England? No, that's Jared Mayo. That's the other Mayo. David Mayo was with McGahee in oh, Carolina as a special teams player, maybe? I oh. think, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. Yeah. Um, and that might be a guy that we, you know, but yeah, then absolutely. But then you looked at the draft and, and Simmons. Way, and by the way, you need a coverage linebacker too. And that's the thing. But here's the deal: you still need two of those guys. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna play a base three four, and I think look, I don't know if that's gonna be their base system. Are they even gonna have a base system? But I think you are gonna have it in some way, shapes, or form. Otherwise, the Giants wouldn't have an outside linebacker coach and an inside linebacker coach. So I think that gives a little bit of a hint what that did, you're gonna have two inside linebackers on the field and on third down and nickel. You need two off-ball linebackers on the field at the same time anyway. So even if you're going to draft Simmons, you still need another guy, of course, pending you know what the Giants end up doing with Alec Ogletree. And, uh, to get an idea, you have to look at what Patrick um, did down in, in Miami, right? So, I mean, what was he running down there? He was a 3-4, right? Yes, but he was very multiple. So, But they have to have it something. They have to say, we, we run a 3-4. Right. What's the base defense? Yeah. So, I mean, do you have to have it because people have to put it on a piece of paper? Right. And, and I'm guessing that's what it's going to be. But I, I don't think we're going to see 
consistent structure sure. in that way week to week. I but just don't think that's how it's going to Regardless of 3443 edge rusher in my opinion is the free agency gem that you need to go find. And I think you need a linebacker that can cover. Yep. To me, those are the two things you need to find in free agency. Edge rusher, linebacker that can cover, and my third priority would be a slot corner I know I can depend okay. on. Okay. And those and you can find a a slot middle of the road slot corner that's good but not great and not have to break the bank for him. In my opinion. And, you know, you and I were talking a little bit this last week about, you know, trying to fill out this this roster, if you will, of, of free agents. And, you know, special teams is another place that the Giants may have to go look and, you know, because, listen, Zach Diossi, um, you know, he's he I don't know if he's going to be back or he retired or whatever it is. But, you know, you had to fill that position. Yeah, Holba is back there, too. But and I, I think you'll want competition there. Absolutely. hundred percent. So don't be surprised if that's a position maybe the Giants go after in free agency. And we're not talking big bucks there, you know, um, but the fact is you want some. You want, to, you want to have some stability there, a guy that you can sign and be there for a long time so that those three guys can work together. Yeah, and I think everyone's hopeful that Algic Rosas gets back to his 2018 Pro Bowl form, but I think at the same time, given his struggles at times in 2019, I mean, bringing in competition, I think, is a given, right? You have to. You have to. Um, for many reasons. You don't, you know, he's not an established veteran where they can they can count on him as a veteran that's been in the league for 10 or 12 years that you know he's just going to get it done, right? Hey, look, he's been with the Giants for three years. He's had one awesome year and two up and down years. So that's that's an open position. Right. And by the way, the head coach is a guy that really has seen that through his career about competition at those levels. And Joe Judge is kind of used to having really good field goal kickers up in New England. Well, <laughs> So inconsistencies from like the 30 to 40 yard range is probably not something that he's going to be a big fan and of. It's, it's funny because I, I, I got to talk to Joe Judge last week and I asked him about oh, the what, whole Would you saw him in the cafeteria? Yeah. Yeah, just I mean, there's a great place to just, you know, that's like a melting pot in there. You can evidently, you know, eventually you'll see coaches and I said hello to him, and, and I just asked him a question. I said, you know, what do you think about our specialist? I just kind of wanted to understand where, where he was with it. And, he and said, of course, Joe Judge, he knows Jeff from going to the press conference. So, And also from just, you know, this, he's coached a specialist position. I, I feel like he, he and, so, and he gave me a good answer. I mean, Je Jeff's an NFL legend, let's be honest. <laughs> In my own mind, right? Yes, Not mine, I, I for feel sure. like he said, listen, you know, he instantly went to New England with Gaskowski, and he said... You know, when he when things go wrong with him, he, he seems to get a little bit flustered and he starts missing field goals. And Interesting. I, you mean he, like there's stuff wrong with like the, the mechanics of the snap and everything the like timing that? Timing oh, and okay. everything. I got you. Mm -hmm. So he says, um, you know, we had that here last year, just watching the specialists and when Zach was in there and he was struggling and mm -hmm. their timings were off and then Audric's missing field goals. He said there's a there is definitely a connection with those three things, the snap, the hold and the kick. So he it was interesting. He said, What I would have the snapper do every day in practice in a live team period. Like folks in, during practice, they probably kick about eight field goals live a day, right? If, and honestly, if last that, year it wasn't even eight. It should be eight. And so he said, what I will have the, the snapper do is I will have him throw one back there on purpose oh. on the ground, high, outside, low, so that, that Gaskowski would be able to, you know, adjust to it in practice so that if he got in the game, it wouldn't shell shock him. So, and he says that's, that tended to work um, sometimes, but you know, kickers are, are, it's all mental. It's behind the eyes and in the head, right? That's like usually that. what happens. So that's interesting. That's a good, that's a good answer from a guy that's been around it, right? It is. All right. Let me give you the, now this is the question I posted to Tino and I, well, I think I know what you're going to answer given what you said before, but I want to at least get your take on yeah, what, sure. what I want to get your take on what the Tino would do in that situation. 
I asked him if he'd rather spend big on an offensive tackle and free agency or an edge rusher. Take a guess. What do you say? He said edge. No, he said offensive tackle. And then he said he would double down and still draft an offensive tackle at four. And my point is that that is a heavy strain on resources to spend big on an offensive tackle, have and Nate Solder still on the one? team, and spend your fourth overall pick on an, on an OT. That, to me, I'm not sure is the most efficient allocation of resources. And I don't know if it was with you or Lance or what we were talking about, but there are some serious implications as far as the salary cap going forward this year, folks. The, the, the CBA ends next year. Correct. So there are no more June 1st designations. So all that dead money has to come this year. And so a guy like Nate Solder, for if you're thinking about maybe replacing him because of he's a salary guy and this and that, there's a lot of things to, that, that we don't know about contractually that could happen and come into effect that they have to keep guys that are making a lot of money because they can't accelerate you know, towards the next year. To, to take that cap hit and they push it into next year if you're a June 1st cut, right? You can't do that because there is no there is no salary cap next year. There's no nothing next year. Right. So drafting in that scenario that you just said would be very, I think, very fatal in my opinion if you're going to do boom, boom, and then not be able to adjust or redo his contract, Solder's contract, make a lot of money, you know, and then you're going to pay a first rounder and you're going to go pay a lot of money to another tackle. That's a lot. I disagree with the Tino. Hit the button. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I happen to disagree with him, too. Um, we don't want to break down exactly what the Giants are doing in the draft, Jeff. Um, we know about the types of players we're looking at at the top of the draft, an offensive tackle. Uh, Okuda, if he's there, he might not even be. He might get picked by the Lions at three. We don't know who's going to pick up for a draft, pick up for a quarterback. So you have Simmons, Okuda, then a bunch of the offensive tackles. Well, and then Paul and I have talked about both of us are against it. I'm not. I'm, are you too? Are you about picking a wide receiver in the top ten? Well, depending on how. And I listen. No, I'm not. Okay, so, okay, I'm, I'm not okay. Be, because <laughs> because I feel like this is the receiver draft this year, right? You know, you got these guys, Judy. You got a lot of these guys that are, that are really good, but it's and also deep. It's it's also deep. Okay, but here's the thing. And we don't know how, how Dave Gettleman and his staff are ranking these players and how they like to go about doing things up there. Is it best player available? I'm going to take them. Is it this, this, or this? So if it's best player available theory and they have their wide receiver ranked, you know, up there, I guess you're taking them, right? But if not, um, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing another wide receiver, a good one. But, yeah, you could take them maybe in the second or third round. The other one I wanted to ask you, John. Sure. Was that, and then we'll get to your calls right after sure. Jeff poses this question. There's a lot of que a lot of questions to be asked and answered at the, on this show. But the fact is, is that I want to know from you, John Schmel. Yes. Is there an idea that even though Dave Gettleman has never done it, and it's just, and I only get this because of things we're starting to research and read about all these mocks and everybody's putting their two cents in on what could happen, that the Dolphins are wanting to go up and get Tua. So maybe, maybe the Giants. Say, you know what? Why don't we drop down a couple? Or maybe the Chargers want to get Herbert or, or somebody. whatever. Yeah, sure. somebody. Panthers, you know. who knows? And I'm a big fan. If somebody wants to come up and wine and dine me and oh. really, really play it, just here it is and throw up all over me and say, this is what you get. Yes. Who? And, it, you know, and, and you, by the way, you're in the catbird seat there, right? You you make all the calls. You say, yeah, you know, I'm going to throw you out something stupid. Give me, give me this year's. And, and one and a number two and next year's one and two or something like that. And somebody says, okay. So here's, here's my question for you then. And this will be the last one. 
how but you agree with me. Yes, sure. Okay. You absolutely yeah. entertain those conversations. Yeah. See what the offers are. No questions. And who knows what the offers are going to be? If there's going to be offers, it could you be insane offers. You don't know. Remember, you need two to tango. You can just say, "Oh, you got to trade down." Well, you need yeah. the offer to be right to do it. But here's my question for you: How far would you be willing to go down? Max, max four. So eighth I'm, would be the I'm lowest. I'm not getting out of the pick. top ten. No way. Would you go to nine or ten? No. So you'd, eighth would be the lowest you'd go. I think I go eight. So it would be down four. And this, okay. And what I said to, to Paul yesterday for the folks that weren't listening, I need to look at these four offensive tackles. I haven't yet. If I find these four offensive tackles are kind of interchangeable, and I'm okay with getting any one of them, and I'll be happy, okay, you know, walking up to the podium then you in the get first outside round, of it. then you can get outside of that's it. Right. But that's I, right. But I don't know if that's where I stand yet. And do you know, and really, and this may not really pertain to this or not, but, you know, most of these guys, they go in groups, right? There's, there's runs. There's runs. So are you going to get all four of those in a row? That maybe yeah, probably you're not. not. You're not. The receivers... Uh, you, you might see a run on receivers. I mean, they could be bunched together, but it's not going to be all in a row. Exactly. Just only because the team needs. Yeah. As and much as teams say needs don't matter, needs always end up really mattering. So I think that a wide receiver... Okay, look at the wide receivers that are here. Golden Tate had a good year after even missing four games. I mean, a very productive year. And so, and then you got Sterling Shepard, who, in my opinion, you don't. I'm, I'm hoping he's doing well, but you know, there's a guy that you don't know what could happen with the head injury thing that he had. Now he did finish the season on the field and he healthy. Did. It is absolutely. Um, but those are serious things. And then, sure. and then you look at Darius Slayton, who was a guy that was very unproven that came in and just you know shocked the world what he did. So. Um, I would like to see another high-level receiver on this roster that somebody like one of them that's coming out in the draft this year. That's just me. And it may not be that. I, mean, I don't want him with the first pick, John. I right. don't want him. You don't have to pick him with the first pick. I don't. That, that's the beauty of the depth of this wide receiver yeah. class, which is why I made that point. All right, here we go. 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. It's all presented by Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Well, we got four people on the line and three are either new callers or callers that don't call all that often, and that makes me very, very happy. The offseason is here. Let's have some fun. Mike in Atlanta is going to lead us off today. Hey, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you? Good We're great. To talk to you again. Thank you. Um, just a couple things I want to talk about real fast. Uh, one of the things that's just been driving me absolutely ballistic when oh. I hear about the fans talking about free agency mm-hmm. is – going out there and signing Conklin and going out there and signing Ngakwe from the Jaguars. Um, These teams have plenty of cap room after they cut guys, and these guys are going to be tags. They're not going anywhere by their teams. So let's not put the cart in front of the horse and let's let guys get cut and let's let the window get open and see who's franchised and who's tagged. Before we really go talking about, well, we'll find that you know, out soon. Plugging these guys in, we'll find out about the t- franchise tags before free agency. Yes, and look, you're right. Um, the here's the thing: two, two, two things on on what you mentioned. I think you make some really good points. You're right about a lot of what you said. One, the Jaguars' cap situation is not great. Um, they've been it at around the cap for a while. I mean, they have Marcel Darius making $9 million, Nick Foles, 15 Class Campbell, 15 A.J. Bouye, 13 Miles Jack, 13 Norwell, Ooh. 11 So these are a lot of guys that are making a lot of money on that team. So I don't know if they're going to have the cap space. Remember, to franchise in Gakwe, you have to have that amount of room under the cap in order to franchise tag him. So 
I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Maybe they, like you said, maybe they can cut guys, you know, stuff like that. Maybe they can. Maybe they won't. I don't know the answer to that. So we'll see. And the Conklin thing is interesting because they had the ability to get him on a fifth-year option last year, and they declined it. So how much do the Titans definitely want him back? They could have guaranteed him back on a fifth-year option. They chose not to. So I don't know if they're going to franchise him either because it would be pretty poor management if you could have had him on a fifth-year option, which is less expensive less right? expensive than the franchise tag. So I think those are two interesting things to look at, Mike, when you try to figure out exactly who's going to be available and who's not. Okay, well, two things I've read is the Jaguars uh, can cut $50 million in salary cap just cutting five of those guys that you mentioned, not including Jack. So they're already talking about cutting all of Coughlin's bad contracts. And the Jaguars GM said at the Senior Bowl that Ngagwe was not going anywhere and he expects a deal to get done. If not, they'll probably franchise tag him. Okay, so that, that's tag- Mike, Mike, I just want to say thank you for that information. I did not look at what he said at the Senior Bowl, so I'm actually looking at the dead money. You're right, Darius Campbell and Bouye do not have a lot of dead money. So if they do let those guys go, that would open probably open up some space for him. So I think that's a good point. And thank the tag you. is actually less than what he's asking for. He's asking for over $20 million, but the defensive end tag amount is $18 million. Yep, that sounds right. And I also, and these are numbers from Joel Corey, who's projecting the tags already online. Yeah. Uh, the, the offensive tackle tag number is $15 million. Now, I know in reading about Conklin's situation last year, because I was also shocked that his fifth-year option was not picked up, that the reason his fifth-year option was not picked up was because they knew of the cap situation this year, and they wanted to use the year to try to agree to a long-term contract. Mm. Okay. This way his number would be less than the fifth-year option. Got Remember, it. He, was a top, he was a top 10 pick. Yep. So his fifth-year mm. option is going to be much higher than those that were picked after 11. Right. That number okay. decreases They wanted to try to do okay. Yeah, because if, if, if you're a top 10 pick, it, it's the average of a – I believe it's the average of the players picking the top 10 that year, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's the average of the top five in the position. Top five at the position. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so that makes it really expensive to uh, 50-year option a top 10 pick. Um, and that's one of the things the Giants would have had to ask themselves this year if Eric Flowers was still around because he was a top 10 pick. So, you know, it's not cheap just to franchise these guys, but with the amount of money these guys are asking for, mm-hmm. the franchise tag is actually cheaper. Well, not not the, it, the way you structure the con, the way high. you structure the contract could make that first year on the long-term deal less than the tag, but in terms of yearly averages, yes, you're right. And that's the conference yeah. scenario. Right, correct. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and just a reminder, I know everyone knows this from living in New Jersey, and it's one of the reasons I left New Jersey, uh, is the high taxes. Both those guys are playing in states that do mm-hmm. have no income tax. So is Shaquille so, Barrett, by the way. He is too. Yes. So the Giants would o- automatically have to supersede these offers by 10% just to make things even on the, uh, on the tax situation itself. Sure. And Jeff can tell you, these agents tell their players don't go there. what states have income <laughs> tax and what, t- and what ones don't. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, like I played I said, in one, one of them. The reasons I left New Jersey was uh, taxes and PSLs. That was, mm. my, that was my ending point. And by the way, Mike, I just looked it up to confirm it. Um, the option for a top 10 pick on the fifth year is equal to the transition tender. Um, it's calculated by finding the average of the top 10 highest prior salaries okay, of the player at the position. Yeah, so 
just so we're on the same page. I, I thought it was the top 10 picked, but you're right. It is the top 10 at the position. So, good work. Okay. Uh, the other quick thing is the draft. Um, I know picking fourth in the draft is very exciting, and there's a lot of good players out there. But I really feel strongly when you look at the Giants roster and you look at the talent on this team that the Giants really have to trade down and turn their first two-round picks into four or five picks. And when you look at the other teams out there in the first two rounds with the amount of multiple picks, Hopefully, there's going to be a lot of phone calls for that fourth pick, depending on what Detroit does. I don't know if I mean, you're getting... I remember, if a team's just moving up two spots or so, I don't know if you're getting three picks mode. for that. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. But the Colts sort of set the standard by giving away three seconds to move up three picks. Uh, or actually, the Jets did. They you know, gave away three second-round picks to move right. up from six to three a couple right. of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but aren't you, aren't you going to want another one in there? You're going to want another one if you're going to move up, right? i got to exactly, get another one. And, exactly. And that's why when I'm looking at these teams, I mean, the Dolphins have three number one picks at mm-hmm. 5, 18, and 26. Mm-hmm. They also have seven in the top 100. The Raiders have 12 and 19 and three number three picks. So that's five in the top 96 picks. The Jaguars have nine and 20. I mean, the Colts have four picks in the first 75, and they need a quarterback. So maybe they're interested in moving up. The Buccaneers, you never know with Bruce Arians what he's going to do. They have four picks in the top 100. The Bears have two second-round picks. The Falcons have two second-round picks. So there's a lot of teams out there this year with multiple picks who may be picking up the phone to say, hey, we'd love to move up. And I really think we have so many needs there's not one individual player I see in this year's draft that is going to turn the Giants around in the short term and that we'd be better off getting multiple picks with our first two round picks. Thank you, Mike. I think yep. Jeff and I are pretty much in agreement with you, right, Jeff? Yeah, well, I want to go for those teams that have multiple first round picks because I, I, want an, I want another number one to move down. John already asked me this. How many would I move down? I would move down four maximum to the eighth position but i have to get another number one this year okay so the dolphins are a prime candidate um or i need some high second round draft picks and um, a first round next year okay because you know listen Mm -hmm. i mean we're in the present but you got to look in the future too you know so you're building a team here a team that's already young and that a team that should be able to win consistently next year Okay, we'll give them this year to build a little bit, but hopefully they, they win more than we think they're going to. But I think that you have to build your team through the draft, and this is the way to do it. No this question is definitely about the it. way to do it. And I, again, we don't know what everybody's going to give you. So in the scenario that Mike just said with the Dolphins, with all of their pick and what they need, that's your best suitor at this point. You yeah. know? And I know you're, trying, you're going through and trying to figure out, but... Well, I'm, I'm trying to see what teams have multiple first-round picks. And okay. the ones because the ones he mentioned did not necessarily impress me in terms of teams that might want to move up. The Dolphins won, certainly. The Raiders? Yes, no question. The Raiders, I don't think, will move up for a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. don't. And I don't think the—what uh, was the other team I saw with two first-round picks? I don't think the Jaguars are going to move up for a quarterback either who have multiple first-round picks. I don't see that happening. Minshew, I think, showed enough last year where you're not going to go trade a lot of picks to move up to— to draft the quarterback. And, and we just don't have the, I mean, Joe Burrow, just, he's out, you know, he's gone. So there's not the, there's not the availability of that many good quarterbacks right. this year, like last year. 
this would be a different story if we were talking about this last year. I think theoretically, if you're looking at teams in that five to seven range, which is, you know, moving up three spots, right? You're moving up three spots. I think you're looking at, obviously, they're number one. You're looking at a number two, and then you're looking at another pick of some kind. So I think you're looking for probably a one next year, another two this year, something like that. Maybe a two and a three, two twos and a three. I think the Panthers, well, that's what I said. Those are the three teams after the Giants. The Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Panthers. And three teams that could very well need a quarterback. And then the team he mentioned that's also a, a long, not a long shot, but as a possibility, is the Colts. Or a team that, you know, Jacoby yeah. Brissett, I'm not sure if they're sold on him. I think that's an interesting thing to look at. They're not. They're not. They're, they're you know. And when, where does Tom Brady go? Maybe the Patriots are in the mix for a quarterback. Hello? Mm. And by the way, not, not to get ahead of myself here, but how about the Saints? Well, if How about the Steelers? A lot of stuff to talk about. I want to stay within the top 10 right now. Tim is down in Florida. What's up, Tim? Hey, guys. First of all, I love the uh, the My Cousin Vinny reference. What are these, <laughs> magic beans for magic trades? <laughs> yeah, these two youths. Huh? <laughs> these, these two youths. Uh, Sam Beal, thoughts? Sam Beal, thought. A uh, guy Sam, that has Sam gotten, Beal. yes, it's a slow start to his career. Injured early. Um, physically gifted. He's long. He's fast. Um, I don't think you saw enough last year to just hand him a starting job. I think you saw some potential. I think he fits into that type of bump and run man corner uh, scheme that we saw Patrick Graham run in Miami. Um, I think you need to see something from him this year in year number three. And I think that I think he's a man. He's like a sponge. I think he's 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 he's, he's, a, he's, he's a good kid, by the way. Yeah, and I, he's wanting to be coached and coached well. And I think that he will get that this year. And I think he can be a good player. All right. Well, he's a good youth. So you two youths enjoy <laughs> your day. <laughs> All right, thank I you, Tim. It. Thank you for the call, Tim. Good stuff. Two zero one nine three nine. Four five one three. It's all brought to you by Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. Did you see the Irishman? I did not see the Irishman. Too many people told me it was too long and boring. Eh, you know what? You got to see it because you know there's there's Joe Pesci's in. There's a lot of good act- actors in there that you grew up with. You would enjoy seeing it because of that. There you go. Yeah, but people tell me the performances weren't that great. Well, they're not the best, but I mean, it's long. I mean, take it. You can do it in two days. It's like two know. and a half, right? Or is it no, three? No, it's three. Three? Yeah, it's three and a half. Someone told me it was, a, it was a mediocre three-hour movie that could have been a great hour, 45-minute movie. I'll agree with that. Someone told me it was just like um, it was just like Goodfellas, except they only put the boring parts in. <laughs> Again, this is just people telling me. I did not see the movie myself. So well, it's a typical mob movie. A lot of, right. a lot of shooting, a lot of, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. But, right. but I will tell you. If you didn't know about Jimmy Hoffa, it, it, it tells a good story of what he was and, and what he meant to the unions back in the day. So Let's go to Sean in North Carolina. He's up next. Hey, Sean. Shawnee? Hello? Hello, Sean. Go You're ahead, on. Sean. Hey, how you doing? Uh, hey, Jeff, you should be a Hall of Famer, man. Well, hey, let's do it. Let's go. I want to <laughs> put put me in one of those hotel rooms and let the uh, the big dude come and knock on my door. I like that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, um... I got two questions. One is, uh, I was listening to the show yesterday, and John, uh, not John, uh, Paul was saying, yeah, Paul was saying that uh, we have a Robin on the line, on the defensive line, but Ndokwe could be our Batman. So I'm saying if we're going to go get a free agent, get try to get Ndokwe. Spend all the money that you can on Ndokwe because he could be our Batman. Sure. And then go get the offensive tackle in the draft. Okay. That's 
my thought about it. And uh, a question for you guys. Um, if it comes down to it, in the corner from Ohio State is there and Simmons is there, which one would you pick? <sighs> it's a good question. I have not watched either guy in enough detail yet to give you a good enough answer. I think Okuda is very, very good. I think cornerback is a more valuable position. Um, but Simmons really fills a need and can be that Swiss Army knife in a defense you want to be multiple. So, honestly, I, Sean, I don't want to tell you which guy I would pick right now because I haven't watched either one enough to have an educated answer for you, to be quite honest with you. And I know it's a cop-out. I'm sorry. You're ready to cop-out, Sean. <laughs> I, I, would, I would take Simmons. I would take him because I feel like he's a three-down player, a guy that can do a lot. Of, he's also versatile. You know, he can play anywhere. He can play anywhere from that back back end to the – I mean, and by I do hope to have both guys washed by the end of the day, by the way. So, Sean, feel free to call back next week. I should have a better <laughs> answer a full analogy you. then. Yes. Okay. Okay. And one more thing. I think late in the draft, I think that uh, that Gellum is going to have two of those big wide receivers because I think later on in the draft that he's not. there's going to be one sitting there and he's not going to be able to resist. He's not. Mm -hmm. I don't think – I think that he's going to take um, – Two of them in the draft, and uh, thanks for taking my call. And You're I welcome. To what you guys got to say offline. Thank well, you, Sean. Appreciate well, let's, it. Let's look at Dave's body of work here. The last two years that he's drafted, he has gone out and got some good good players for value, right? I mean, mm -hmm. he's got he's got some. You look at um, the receiver, okay? And was it uh, Slayton? Slayton, and was he a that was a sixth, fifth, fifth round, pick, fifth round? Okay. Whoa, that's the phone. What, way to be smooth with that, Jeff. Usually deaf, and, and that you hear. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> I definitely heard that. Okay. In fact, I need to get that phone right there for my house. That would be great. <laughs> and then Conley was, what, a fifth round, sixth rounder, right? Yes. The linebacker. Mm -hmm. Played very well last year. So maybe the Dave Gettleman can go in and find some value in some of these later picks and have them come through, and it might be one of those big receivers. Yeah, and look, the Gettleman has drafted big receivers before, right? You have Devin Funches, someone he drafted down sure. there. Who was a free agent this year. And then who was the kid that he drafted from what, Florida State? Then he went to Buffalo, and he's kind of flamed out, and he hasn't been anywhere since. Oh, um, you're not going to get me with that one. I can't remember the the name of the kid. I mean, Sammy Watkins was in Buffalo. No, not Sammy to, uh... Watkins. It was <laughs> but, a guy uh... that I did not like in the draft. He was overweight. And stuff like that. Uh, Slayton was fifth round, by the way. I will look for that other Gettleman player. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he does have a history of drafting big wide receivers. So it's something certainly to keep an eye on here. Uh, I'm going to get this name here, and then I'm going to slap Driving myself you crazy, in the face. Right? Because I, it's, I can't remember the damn guy's name, and it's killing me here. Kelvin Benjamin, thank you. Wow. From Florida State. I had the school, right? I just couldn't remember the name of the damn player. Yeah, he's... Well, listen, I, I think you can't go wrong with get. I'd like, I'd love to see another Plaxico size player, right? And Six foot four. And they're around. Man. They are available. So, I mean, they're there. 201-939-4513. Folks, keep calling. We're having a small issue with the phones. We'll try to get the calls back up in uh, just a second here. But in the meantime, oh, it's muted. Hey, Artemis, do me a favor. Lean over on the mixer. No, I really don't. Can you, you see no, just on, on the mixer on the board over there? In fact, hold on. I'm going to get that. Some just fixes. Jeff, can you fill for like 10 seconds, please? Yeah, let's go. Because, you know, I know Talk. what, by the way, I know what's coming. It's the famous game that we play. Did you play with Jeff Eagles? And John loves to put this on because he's very, he seems like he can beat me at this all the time. But I will tell you that my record for 2000, oh, of course, he probably put it away. Oh, no, here it is. Here it is right here. Seven and five. 
at this point. This was last year, though, right? Is this the first time we're playing this in 2019, 20? No, you were down there. You finished the year last year at 16 and 13. Oh, you there it is. Yeah, you can't see it all, can you? Well, I saw this, and it wasn't crossed off. Well, so. yeah, but yeah, but then, Dave, I fix it. We're good. We're good, Dave. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like to see you anymore. I didn't have the patience to wait for Dave. I wanted to get it fixed. Anyway, so let's Schmuck try can this do again. it all. He's like technical guy. You know, we can, you know. Why isn't it then? All right, well, we're going to do it without music. Here we go. Did you play with Jeff Fiegel? All right, folks. Let's see how good I can be. So we're, we're this, is, this is it. 16-13 last year. Yep, we're starting over. Okay. the year before I was above. We are zero and zero, okay? All right, John. So here we go. Are you ready? Did you play? I kind of like the music, though. Well, I'm sorry. I don't want to get up again in the middle of the show. Did you play with Kendrick Allen, did you play with Kendrick Allen? Yes, I did. Where did you play with Here. Mr. Kendrick Allen? Here. Defensive lineman. 1-0. Thank Bing! you. Ding! See, we don't have sound Very effects. Very good. Maybe, I, maybe the I sound effects is what was doing it to me. <laughs> maybe I can concentrate a little bit more. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay. Okay. One and Good job. I thought, is there any particular reason you remember Kendrick Allen? Yeah, because it wasn't very long ago. Uh, all these guys are pretty long ago at this point, Joe. Let's be honest. Well, they weren't 20, 20 no, years ago. True. But uh, sometimes, years sometimes ago. I tend to get you on the Giants guys worse than the others. By the way, just for those scoring at home, my first year in the league was 1988. John frequently goes back to the late 80s and early 90s do, because yeah, that was true. a long time ago. All right. Did you play with... Well, maybe these aren't good to use then if you remember them all. Did you play with Maurice Harkless? <laughs> Maurice Harkless. Well... Initially, no, because that I wouldn't remember that name as being kind of funny. But I'm thinking that you are going to go where he's probably was on the roster for like four games in 2001 or something with like the Seahawks or something. So I'm going to say no. You did not play with Maurice <laughs> I did not. No, that is correct. He was just acquired by the New York Knicks in a trade with See? the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> That's the other thing that Smelk does. He loves to do the basketball because I knew nothing about basketball. That's there you true. go. Okay. I got two more for you, okay? You're 2-0 to start the season. Very good job. You can't go with the basketball stuff. Did you play? I can do whatever I want. That's hilarious, though. Did you play with Jack Brewer? Did you play with Jack Brewer? Are we out of time? <laughs> Did you play with Jack Brewer? Can you say three and O? Of course I play with Jack Brewer. I play with Jack Brewer here. Okay. And what he, position did he play? He was a defensive back. Okay. And he's also a point personal wow. protector oh. on my punt team. I always miss these guys that they don't have list their special teams things on that's, that's, Pro Football that's Reference. That's where I get it. See, that's that's the, that's oh, the, that's where I start off three and zero for 2020. Kind of has right. a nice ring. 2020 three and zero. All right, I'm gonna have to try to find somebody better now. Yeah, here. go Hold back into the second. 80s and 90s. You'll have a better shot. Yeah, I really am because this was I was. Go I tried, ahead, one more. I tried to make go. it a Giants day and it didn't work. Now I have to go try to find somebody from a from a prior team because otherwise so I'm making it too easy for you. The five teams, folks, that we're gonna that we pool from are started in New England for two years. 88 and 89. Then it was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles from 1990 to 93. Then it was the, or 90, 91, 92, 93. Then the Giants, or excuse me, the Cardinals from 94 to 97, four, five, six, seven. And then the, the, um, the Seattle Seahawks from 98 to 02. And then it was the Giants from 03 to 09. So those are your years that John tries to go back and find a player that I was on the team with 
And sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he picks basketball players, which I have said yes to basketball players yes, before. Yes, that is true. I have gotten you on some of those. That's horrible. Okay. Okay. Let me try somebody new here. I don't. I don't feel great about this because I didn't like do any work to see if you know you would, if I think you'd remember them or not. All right. Did you play with John Hudson? <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? John Hudson was my long snapper in Philadelphia. <laughs> He's listed as a guard. I didn't know he was a long snapper. I love it because he just said, "Because he just said, oh, I don't have special teams guys. I never know." John Hudson was my long snapper in Philly. Yeah, yeah. He's listed as a Big guard Huts. here. Country bumpkin from Tennessee. Yeah, I, even know I have just handed you four and zero on a silver. He actually platter. went to Auburn. I'm gonna have to work really hard now to get you back on the water on this, Jeff. I am not happy with myself right now. Thank I'm you, not, every, thank you everyone for bearing with me on that. That's I'm not I happy. Killed John Schmelk on the "Did You Play with Jeff Eagle" segment with no music, by the way. I've never gone four and zero without with music, so maybe we just kill the whole feed music. So, thing. Needless to say, the music will be back <laughs> next time we do this. It's a hard one. I am really discouraged now. Wow, okay. I was having a fun time on the show. Now I'm, I'm just now you, now you, okay. I'm well, a de- maybe we should. I'm a defeated man, and that's well, okay. We have the, we're still having problems with the phones, obviously, because we're belaboring. No, the we have, no, we have we have the phones back up now. Okay, but for, there we go. Let's go to. Okay. Uh, well, I don't want to go to him first. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. <laughs> hey, Tom, how are you? <laughs> Tom, hey guys, how you doing? What's hey, going on? Wonderful. Tom? Happy Friday. Thanks so much. Thank you. Happy Friday to yourself. Thanks so much for taking my call. Yep. Sure. Uh, so I just want to talk about uh, what I think might be an underrated need for this defense, among many needs, obviously. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. I think that position might be free safety. And I just want to explain a little bit what I mean. So obviously edge rusher is the position that everyone wants to see filled and I think should be the number one priority. But there's a lot of holes in the secondary as well. And I think this really just comes down to what the Giants want to do with Julian Love. And mm-hmm. I want to get your take on what they might do with Julian Love. Because well, we, the way I see it, you have DeAndre Baker at one outside corner spot. And you guys were earlier talking about Sam Beal. You also have another big kind of guy who I think played on the outside is Corey Ballantyne. Yep. So let's say that just for – in theory, that either Beal or Ballantyne gets a shot in camp to take one of those spots. So you have the two outside spots potentially filled. You have Jabril Peppers at one safety spot. And then, as we've been talking about a lot, I feel like, around the league, you kind of need five defensive back starters because that's the package you're in most of the time. Absolutely. So that leaves... In my opinion, I think a true free safety needed because I think Peppers really thrives a little closer to the line, guarding running backs and tight ends, playing some man coverage. Well, Tom, you hit and, it. Look, you hit it. You said this all depends on how they view Julian Love, and you're right. Exactly. Coming, coming out of Notre Dame, some people saw him as a slot corner. He did that in Notre Dame. He was good at it. Frankly, in practice last year, I wasn't sure he had the quickness and speed to hang with some of the quicker slot guys in the league. I know the defensive staff under James Betcher saw him as a safety. How Patrick Graham, Joe Judge, and this defensive staff is going to see him is anybody's guess. But you're right. Whatever position he does not play, Tom, whether it's slot or free safety, that is a hole that needs to be filled. No question about it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and just and just real quickly, I think if you – and it's not, it's not out of the ordinary for somebody to switch back to a position that he normally played coming out of college, right? He has more experience at it. 
Julian Love played well at the safety position last year. So they may as well just keep him there, but they might move him. And then that, like John said, that creates the space, the position that you're going to need. So it might be a safety, a free safety. Because I agree with you with Peppers, and hopefully he comes back from his injury 100%. Really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I just think it'll be really interesting to see what they want to do with him exactly. Because you said, John, that you know you weren't sure he had the exact quickness to play in the slot. But to me, he seems, I don't want to say undersized to be uh, a center fielder free safety because guys in the league are smaller. Like I think Earl Thomas is 5'10", and I just checked Tyron Matthew is 5'9". Um, so you can have a rangy player, I guess, who's small, but it'll be very interesting. And one last thing before I hang up. Yeah. Uh, I do think if they were, I, I do think between Okuda and Simmons, those are the two really interesting players right now um, for the Giants at four. And I think if they do get Simmons, how cool would it be to see how creative they can get with maybe a player like Jabril Peppers and Isaiah Simmons lining up yeah. on a third and seven where they're both kind of close to the line and both are capable of blitzing and both are capable of covering. Could be really creative there. I agree Thanks with you. Taking call, you guys. Yeah, no, thank you for calling. I think you made some great points. I'm with you. And the thing about I like about Julian Love, and he did this in college too, excellent tackler. Yeah, he really Really is. good sound tackler. So I think that's it's, why the safety thing could work for him. Yeah, I mean, if you're asking him to play as that eighth man in the box and take a beating at the line of scrimmage, maybe that's not the best spot for him. But I think he's a sound tackler. He's good when he keeps the action in front of him. He was like that even as a corner in college. He put a lot of off coverage, kept the action in front of him, and that's when he played his best. That's why, based on what I've seen so far, I actually agreed with the defensive staff and how they evaluated him last year. I think he looks like more like a safety to me than a corner. And you want your safety to be a good tackler because there's nobody else behind you. Can't miss him. And he made some nice tackles even behind the line of scrimmage last year, too. He made some good plays. I think he made a really nice... Comp, or he, he did well coming at the end of the season, practicing that all year, and then coming in and getting some experience. And I think there's his, you know, the arrow's pointing up for him. He's going to be on the field. No matter what position it is, he's going to be on the field. 201-939-4513. Don in Texas. He was Hello, on Don. with us early in the show. Then he dropped. Now he's back. What's up, Don? Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Good. We're great. Hey, Jeff, did you take a new language or new vitamins? All of a sudden, your memory's like super sharp. Yeah, it's know. really weird. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, what I was, wait, I was waiting for here? somebody to ask me that. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm now concentrating more at home and t- paying attention. Are and you like went, meditating, I maybe? went back and studied all 22 years of the rosters. That's what I did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what happened. No, I'm just, I'm all right. I'm going to talk about free agent guys and a draft scenario and what right. you guys think on it. Um, I couldn't agree with you guys more. At the start of the show, you were talking about corners, Jeff. I really, and when you look at free agency, I hope they start paying attention to within the division, players within the division. And, John, you had mentioned it earlier. The Cowboys got a lot of free agency. I hope they take a good look at Byron Jones, cornerback. Yeah, Don, actually, I want to throw in there real quick. At J 23 on Twitter asked that same exact question. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I got disconnected. No, that's okay. No, you're fine. Yeah, this is a guy that could play interchangeable, which is a lot what the Patriots do. And they also have strong linebacker play, which is why I also think they should look at Van Noy. The linebacker is super important. They need a quarterback on that defense. There is not enough identity or, or, or alphas on that defense. That's why in free agency, I think they should really concentrate more on the defense more than the offense. Like people saying overpaying a Conklin, you would rather overpay defensive players. That's just my opinion on that fact. And if you can get those two guys in and then something later on, you can always figure that out as far as edge rusher and stuff like that. But I think if they really concentrate on two players, 
with, with good money, you look at Byron Jones and you look at Van Noy because the Patriots' blueprint is that linebacker and coverage play. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I, th- I think you make some good points. That's as fun. far as the draft, I wanted to bring up a scenario. Now, there's been a lot of reports that we've been watching and reading how Burrow may not want to go to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I like to bring up this scenario, okay, because <laughs> I'm of the believer of the uh, – you brought up basketball before, John. I'm going to bring it up. I'm a believer about the Jordan-Drexler thing. If you have a chance to get a Jordan, you get a Jordan. Yeah, but the question is, but that nobody knew Jordan was Jordan when Jordan got drafted. That's the thing. You know what I mean? And I agree with you, but we know more about Burrow than we did about Jordan. So, if there's, do you think there's a scenario that Daniel Jones could be traded for that pick for Burrow? What do you guys think on that? I'll take that off the air. Oh, thank you, Don. Boy, that's that. That's getting creative. I have no idea what the Giants scouts think about Joe Burrow. I would consider that highly unlikely, given how I know this front office feels about Daniel Jones. Plus, I, I just can't see your your general manager with all what he took taking that pick last year, going away from it and to trading it again for somebody he thinks and is better. Quite frankly, I think you'd have to give up more than that. Yeah, th- absolutely. There's no question. I I don't. I, th- it's fun to talk about it, but I just don't think yeah, that ever no, could happen. I don't think that's realistic. Uh, Clean Harding points out. I think one of our caller pointed this out too. Colts got um, number six. And they got three three second rounders for trading back three spots on number three, and still got uh, Quentin Nelson. Makes a good point. Um, they got th- those are three twos, so I think one one equals two twos there. So depending on where you're going to, you know, where the picks are is going to obviously impact how many picks you get in a trade like that. How many did they get? They got three number three twos. number twos to swap one. So they went from three to six and oh. got two number twos to move down three spots. And it was pretty high because the Colts that year, right? Yeah, they were selecting third. Okay. A team moved up to select. Uh, I'm trying to think who they moved up to pick that year. I don't remember off the top of my and head. And so the two number twos was a true number three in the second round, right? Yes, I believe so. And then so. the other one was probably from someone else that yeah. they did. I don't know where the other yeah. two number twos were necessarily. I need more. I can look that up. I need more. To Sorry. move back three spots, you need more than three number twos? I think that's a really good deal. I want a number one. Well, yeah, but maybe. You, but would you rather have two twos this year or one one next year? I can't answer that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I promised Jeff there would not be math. There was math. It's not so much math. This is like I'm trying to figure out. Well, what's is, what are we looking at next year's draft? Who's you know? Is there going to be whatever? I, it's 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 interesting to talk All right, about. So it was pick thirty seven. Oh, okay. So that's 32. 39. Okay. okay. And then the second round pick from the next year, which was number 34. So those are the three twos. 37, 49, and then 34 the no, 37, following year. 39, you said, right? 37, 49, 49. Okay. and 34 the following season. So it was two twos in that draft and one two in the following draft, which is really the equal value of a three. I just don't think that's enough for me. Although it's only three spots, right? It's only right? three spots, Jeff. Yeah. It's only three spots. Well, I'd have to see what what I'm going after right. three spots later. Can I still get my guy? If I know that, well, it's only two, right? Because you know what? They're coming up to get one guy that they want, so that takes away the three that I need that I don't know about. You assume they're picking the quarterback that's, that you that's don't right. want. So that's right. So the other two above me now are the teams you know, above me going to pick those two guys or one of those two guys that I want. Or maybe you have three guys that you're okay drafting and then you have nothing to worry about. 
quite the science. And again, I, I mean, I don't know what the cost of admission is to get in the draft room, but it would be pretty darn I mean, I'll cool. tell you, th- I mean, you know a lot of people, Jeff. I don't know enough people to get in that room. Uh, three twos, man. That's a that's valuable. You can get starters with the second round well, picks. At Thirty-seven and forty-nine. Okay, those are and, so you're getting. Yeah. You would you're now going to be getting four four picks in the top forty-nine, right? Well, remember the one is for the next year. So yes, theoretically, you would have four selections over two drafts in the top fifty. Well, no, you get the two, the two, the, your their two twos. Your one. You, your one and your two that you still have. Oh, that's correct. Yes, I thought you meant in terms of guys picked yeah, you're so acquiring. You, so yes. you would get you know you would get four and you would in be the top selecting 50. four players in the top fifty. That's correct. And those are those. Uh, yeah, hey, it's pretty you good. Might, you might want to get one of those big receivers then. You could. All right, let's go to or Joe. A big corner would be good too. Let's go to Joe in Pennsylvania. He's up next. Hey, Joe. Joe Pa. Hi, hi guys. Uh, yeah, I'm a little concerned. Is is our backup? He signed for this year. Backup quarterback. I'm not sure what Alex Tanny's contract situation is, to be honest with you. I can look yeah. that up. I think he uh, was, to be honest with you. Well, because they didn't, didn't they last, oh, last year, they put, didn't they cut him for a while and then bring him back or so? I thought last year. I feel like I'm in NASA. Am I hearing? What is uh, it? Tanny is signed through the 2020 season, according to Spot Track. So there, there you go. go. Okay, because, uh, you know, I. I don't know if Daniel's going to be another Eli. Do you know what he made? What he made eight games or nine games in a row last year? Well, he's and, not. You know, I mean, yeah, because he's right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, well, no, I was just wondering there. Who is there? Anybody in free agents? I don't know who the free agent quarterbacks. If they'd bring another one in, or well, so you know what? Because John made our little list here. We'll tell you. How about Drew Brees? He's a free agent. Um, <laughs> I, I, actually, I, I'm well, looking at these guys. I uh, didn't put a lot of the, the lower level guys. Yeah, on these that. are all these are all starters: Bridgewater, Mariota, Winston, Tannehill. Uh, I don't Rivers. think I don't think Mariota's starting this year. I got to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I mean, he might be a guy you want to look at, maybe. You know. As a backup, yeah, I, depending yeah. on how much you got to pay him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that. That in center, I'm a little concerned about. You know, uh, I think they're definitely going to have to bring one in unless they move that one uh, backup lineman of ours over to center there, possibly. Pulley, Spencer Pulley. Uh, no, not Pulley. Uh, the one that was playing guard in Nick that Gates. Pistol. Oh, Gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who knows? I, I, you know, I think that's a concern there too. I. I just think like uh, Len thinks there. I think uh, Pulley's a little small, and we've been getting beat up over the middle there. And, uh, you know, I just think that's somebody else we got to look at. And I guess even in free agency, I don't know if there is there. They probably go pretty high, too, in free agency, a decent spin or two, I guess. Ain't. Well, thank you, I, Joe. Appreciate the call. Connor McGovern, Austin Blythe, Ben Garland. Ted Karras, don't know any of these guys, to be honest with you. But we can we can break them down. I believe that the center position is something that Mark Colombo, the offensive line coach, will address. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a new player in the mix in I mean, that spot. I mean, you have Halapio coming off an injury again. Again, not saying they're going to sign somebody and hand the job, but I would not be surprised me if someone new was in the mix. Sure, yeah. And, right. I, and by the way, now that we can talk about Mark Colombo being the offensive line coach, listen— I really am really impressed with this. This guy's not. This guy's been in the league for a while as a coach. Now, don't don't forget that he's not yep. like just coming out of the Cowboys yesterday. He's been around a while, but he was a heck of a football player. And I think he's going to bring some real grit to that offensive oh, line. He will do that, right? And I think that the guys will get. They're going to play for him because if they're not, they're not. Gonna, they're going to be out of there, and or he's going to jump in there and take it over. <laughs> and I almost feel like, and this might be silly, and maybe I'm wrong. Tell t- tell me if this is stupid. The fact that he's so physically imposing 
coaching offensive linemen. Yeah. I feel like that helps. Yeah, no question. No I, question. I, just, I know for some reason I just hurt. feel like it does. It can't hurt, right? I mean, like, he's literally bigger than all the offensive linemen on the team, except for Solder, who's taller than him. And the thing about it is, is that they're all younger than him, so he still has an imposed, right. like he, he's played the position. And I've said this before. I'm a big fan of guys that have played at a high level. Like a, even though you know you have an offensive lineman that played in the NFL maybe for a cup of coffee, I'm not as on high as that guy as a guy that like Mark Colombo that actually played on an offensive line that was pretty darn good. Yeah. And the fact that mm-hmm. he's been around a while, that to me is impressive for what he's going to do for that offensive line because I think that they 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 got a long ways to go, but they've got a they got a chance to be really good behind Saquon Barkley. Let's in get front some, of Saquon Barkley. Let's get some chuckles up in Portland, Maine. Chuckle. What's up, chuckles? Hey, guys. Hey, I got a question for you. Of course you do. You always do. Just (laughs) make it a good one this time, will you? It's not a question. Unlikely. Is why. Why is everybody walking away from Daniel Jones? And I'll give you two examples. Who's walking away from Daniel Jones? All right. You know, you'll find out. David Gettleman said, (laughs) he said that Shermer was the one who was really infatuated with, with Jones, not me. And then all of a sudden, Shermer's saying, you know what? It was an organizational decision to get Jones, and I really like Drew Locke. You know, I, I, I think there's a reason why they're both walking away. And with Judd... Well, Charlie, so let me just say this. I think you should... If anybody ever offers you work as a detective, I, I think you should probably not, not take them up no, on it. No, this is... I'm telling you, look... That's what's so good about having a new head coach. He has different eyes. He's not tied to this guy. And don't be surprised if they draft a quarterback. And at four? Bring in a, I, I'm not saying at four. Maybe the second round. But they're going to grab somebody to compete with Jones. And they're going to get themselves a good veteran just in case. Because it's so obvious that both sh- – both Schumer and Gettleman are now saying that they weren't the ones who really wanted him. No, the you point know, it, both it, guys were making is that it was an organizational decision. That's yeah, the point yeah. Dave was making. You no, know, that wasn't the point. Yes, the point it was. Is, Mr. Fumbles, they're walking away from Mr. Fumbles. They, I, I'm telling you, he is not our franchise quarterback. I've been saying this from day one. He is not. He'll be benched by the fifth game of this year coming up. Well, the surprised. same way Charlie's going to walk away from Mr. Fumbles, I'm now going to walk away from Mr. I mean, Chuckles. Uh, Chuckles, I mean, come on. Now, look, nobody knows if Daniel Jones is going to be the next Eli Manning. But nobody knows if he's going to get benched by the fifth game Thank either. you. Thank you. <laughs> come on. Thank hey, listen, you. why don't we wait to hear from Jason Garrett about what he has to say about Daniel Jones because there's the guy that's going to be coaching him, right? Well, and if you want to know, you can check out the Giants Huddle podcast. Oh, how I about that for, for a Jason Garrett for about 15 minutes. There you, you can go. check that out on your favorite podcast platforms. And John, did he talk about Daniel Jones? Hey, he was very complimentary of well, Mr. There Jones. you go. Okay, so Chuckles, go look at that since you don't look at much Giants stuff, evidently, other than just So, So I here. guess this whole Dave Gettleman and I was in full-blown love with Daniel Jones during the draft process last year. That, that, that doesn't mean anything anymore? That's out? That's gone? According to Chuckles, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you're not going to you're not going to give up on your your number one third draft third round your third pick in the draft, right? Sixth pick, excuse me. I mean, so I, he's and he, <laughs> Charlie, where do you come out of the woods with the he's going to be benched by the fifth game? Why not the fourth or the eighth? Why is it fifth? That's what I want to know. Why is it the fifth game? What's so important about the fifth game? We don't have the schedule yet, so Maybe that's against the Cowboys or something. I don't know. 
John, why are you looking at me? I'm just waiting for you to be done making fun of Charlie. <laughs> You're going to take, you, you loved it. I do. Yeah. So I'll let you keep going. We love you, Charlie. No, we don't. All right. Thanks for being with us, everybody. <laughs> Big Blue Kickoff Live was brought to you by Coors Light, Mountain Cold, Refreshing, Made to Chill. For Jeff Eagles, for Artemis, I'm John Schmuck. We'll see you next time Have on Giants.com, everybody. Adios.